It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk. Your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to the show. Today is Sunday, March 31st, 2013, and my name is Steve. Happy Easter and Passover to everyone out there. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. I am, as always, joined by my two co-hosts, Hammy and Kurt. Hammy, how are you? I'm good, Stevie. I'm good. Happy Easter to you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm so ready for tomorrow. I'm so excited. That's my only news. That's all I have to share. My all excitement. Right. All yes. right, well, Kurt, how about you? Can you match that for intensity <laughs> wow. and interest? I have um, no stories. No movie reviews. Yeah, I could, I could mimic the sound of me snoring. <laughs> what a night of TV for all those people that actually get to watch TV on Sunday nights live. But the... Season finale of Walking Dead and the season premiere of Game of Thrones. Big transition night. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, actually, I do have one thing, and and I am loath to call out something that the Yankees do that I I find impressive. But I don't know if you guys were watching ESPN today um, earlier. But Mariano Rivera, who you know, obviously his talent stands alone, but. This year they were they were kind of leading it in, and that's not inferring that Chipper Woods doing something selfish, but we're just talking about Chipper's farewell tour, obviously last year, and that Mariano Rivera is going to have the similar type of thing this year, and that Rivera has gone out as part of what he wants to do. He doesn't really want to be singled out as you know for his accomplishments per se, but what he wants to do is he's asked each stadium that he will visit to provide him with somebody that he can meet, like a great fan that that team might have or an usher that's worked for the team for 40 years or the guy that works in the clubhouse or something like that and he wants to go and spend time with those people to thank them for you know letting him be part of baseball family for his career and stuff like that so i thought that was really cool and i uh, i just thought i would mention that as something that i i just really i thought that was a really neat gesture that he was making so yeah that's pretty great i mean it's hard to dislike Rivera, sure. Yeah, yeah. seems like seems has always seemed like a good guy. Curtis, um, this is the Brave Show, not the Yankee Show. The Yankee yeah, show. and I like I said, it makes me I've got vomit tasting in my mouth, but you know, <laughs> wrong podcast, buddy. Right. <laughs> save, vomit, save it for vom- Tuesday night. Wrong, wrong vomit tasting yes, podcast exactly, that I host exactly. on Wednesday nights. <laughs> that that's the one. I did see Spring Breakers, but I I really won't even get into it. So that's all I have. Steve. Right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, the one thing I want to share, I mean, I know this has kind of been making the rounds since Friday, but if you haven't seen it yet, there's a new Braves video that a local Atlanta guy um, put out, uh, I think, this past Friday. It's called Beasts from the East. And I just loved it. I don't know if you guys saw it. I, you know, I posted it in the comment section. Did you guys see it? I did not see it. I did. It was very entertaining. Yeah. Well, it's, very well done. It's great. Like, it's a very professionally produced video. The guy's a comedian, so it's you know, 70% just like real Atlanta fan give you sort of gave me some goosebumps stuff getting ready for the season. But it's also pretty funny. I mean, there's some laugh out loud stuff in it, too. 
Um, so nice. it's, it's really great. So I, I really recommend it. Go, go out to YouTube and find it. Um, and Beasts of the East. Beasts from the East. From the East. Yeah. All right, before we get started, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And to keep up with everything going on with the show and the website, follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and on Facebook. All right, so guys, the eve of opening day. Uh, So in tonight's show, we'll do our annual Braves and Major League Baseball predictions for the coming season. But first, let's wrap up a few loose ends uh, that happened this past week as spring training came to a close. So first up... Uh, the 25-man roster was officially set this afternoon, Sunday. Um, we know that Evan Gaddis made it. We'll get to him in a minute. It was announced earlier this week that um, Constanza was being sent down and that Jordan Schaefer would make the team. So, guys, any concerns there? Would you have done that any other way? This can be an e- easy yes or no question. I'm glad with how it went down. No concerns. Me neither. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, like, I want to see what Schaefer can do with his head yeah. screwed on more straight than it has been, it seems. We know what Constanza can do. We know we got in Constanza. I'm much more interested in Schaefer. Yeah, uh, yeah and Constanza could be sent down, and Schaefer could not. That's right. Schaefer would have, was out of options. Would have, you know, he would have been a Met Exactly. Tomorrow. I mean, there's just no doubt. Boo. <laughs> All right, so the other notable moves... We're really in the bullpen. Not that any of these were a surprise, but, you know, Luis Avilan, Corey Guerin, Christian Martinez, Anthony Vivaro, they're now all part of the 12 pitchers that make up the 25-man roster because, you know, Venters, again, who we'll get to in a minute, was put on the 15-day DL. Um, You know, I don't love Corey Guerin, but, you know, there weren't that many other choices. He certainly had his moments last year and more so toward the end of the year. He was shakier earlier on. Um, anything to add here, guys? Well, just now with now we know what it is, and the fact that Venters is a big question mark. How, you know, I guess I guess we'll talk about it. But like, how concerned now are you about the bullpen? You know, you- I'm more <laughs> concerned about the starters. Still, I really am because I'm I'm confident in Jordan Walden, assuming his back holds up. You know, his last couple appearances, he looked good. He's a flamethrower. Um, you know, Avilon is not a bad lefty. Guerin has his moments. I just, I'm just, I mean, we'll get to, get, you know, we'll get to Venters in a second here, but Venters was, Venters was a mess all year last year. You know, Venters rarely had clean innings last year. I mean, there was a lot on Twitter about, oh, now the Venters is out of the picture. Now the Nationals are really going to you know, really have a leg up and all that stuff. And to me, it's like, it's a bit of a blessing if they can figure mm-hmm. something out about him because he was, he, he was scary every time he came on last year. Didn't you guys think so? Yeah, he hurt us a lot. And it was scary the whole time. It really was. So I'm more worried about seeing that Medlin and Minor get back on track than I am about O'Flaherty and, and you know, Walden and... and uh, Martinez, yeah. Guerin. Yeah, yeah, you know, th- that to me. But, I mean, has this changed anything for you, Hammy? I'm I'm just concerned. It just it makes us feel shallow all of a sudden. Like, not a depth, a lot of depth in the bullpen. Um, but you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right when you think about what Venters did last year. I mean, I'm glad not to have to see him come in, to be honest, if he's going to do what he did last year. Um, so, no, but I'm, you know, 
I, I'm just, I think, you know, do we really know Avilan? Do we really know Martinez enough to trust him? Is that enough that, like, that's going to carry us? That's, I think, our big, our weakest link. Well, Avilan and Guerin, I mean, we saw a good bit of them last year, and they were, you know, they were fine, right? They were fine. Avilan, bo- both of them had some really brilliant moments last year. Um, and yeah. Martinez is the long guy, and he's fine, you know. Um. So I yeah to me to me like things aren't that different. I I, I want to see the I want to see the starters sort of settle down from what we saw in the spring. All right. All right, so let's continue on with Venters uh, and uh, on that topic for a second. Right. So he got absolutely shelled earlier this week. Got removed. They're saying there's something going on with the elbow. All week uh, the word was that he was going to see Dr. Andrews this coming Wednesday. Although I saw something from DOB today that said Monday. So maybe that got moved up. So that'll be interesting. We may know more tomorrow. But do you guys lay any of this on Freddie in terms of did they overuse Venters? Did we create part of this? Hammy? Um, yeah, some, but maybe not to the degree that others do. Do I blame Freddie for that? I mean, I think he certainly, um, he rode Venters a lot, um, but I don't think as much unnecessarily as people like to think he did. I mean, there were a lot of really, really close games that season, 2011. Um, is that the, that's the season Benners had like 82 appearances or 86 appearances? It was appearances, 88. Like 88. Yeah. I still can't even really, really believe it. I want to make it less. Um, but, I mean, I think that um, – those games, the nature of those games that season, you need it wasn't sure when, and I think it, I think Freddie did the best he could. Maybe not. He could have done a little bit better, but I think it was a tough situation. But I also think it's just the, the nature of it. I don't I don't put that much on Freddie. So um, some of some not, some of it, but not all of it. You know, we were railing on Freddie in 2011 about bringing Venters in in situations where he didn't have to. So I I, I disagree with the Freddie did the best he could. Um, yeah. You know, and it, even with Bobby, even Bobby in 2010, I mean, Venters had 83 appearances in 2010. So, you know, to answer the question of did they overuse him and it led to this, I think they absolutely overused him. I don't know that it led to this. We'll never really know that, right? But, you know, I stole this. I saw something from um, a guy I follow on Twitter, Joe Lucia who writes for the outside corner, <clears throat> he wrote that Venters had 29 appearances with a lead or deficit of at least three runs in 2010, 24 of those appearances in 2011, and 23 of those appearances in 2012. And in 2012, last year, he only had 58 appearances. So almost half of them, he came in with a lead of three runs or a deficit well, of three runs. But last year, a lot of those are because we didn't trust him, and so he was doing mop up. Or well, that's that's fair. That's fair. But but certainly we were riding him very hard in uh, uh, you know ten and by all means, absolutely, absolutely. So you know, and in 2012, right, you start to see the rails coming off. The wild pitches increased. The home runs increased. His ground ball ratio decreased. His whip jumped by almost a half. one other thing I saw was that 78 of his appearances over those three years came with no day's rest from the, you know, in other words, two, you know, two uh, appearances in a row. So I don't know that they caused this problem, but they certainly overused him, I'd say. 
Kurt, you want to get? I mean, a that's word that's in? I mean, that's you. That's and I agree with you, Steve. That, I mean, I think that they're not the only cause. I mean, pitchers they drop off, right? It's they're they're. It's a numbers game, but I think that they did they did misuse him, but I don't think that's the sole reason that Ventures is where he right. is. It could be the sole reason, but we don't know. Right. We don't know. Curtis, you have Curtis. anything there? Uh, I, I mean, I, I do. I, I think that, I, you know, you guys have covered it. I, I think they misused him. I think they overused him, and I don't think they used him um, in situations that he needed to be in every single time. I understand that there were difficulties with the bullpen, as Hamilton has pointed out, but um, you know, I, I I don't think that they did a good job with him, and and I disagree. Sean, one one of our bloggers, um, you know, had a comment from last week's show that he talked about that you know that you sacrifice these guys to win, and you know, I I just don't want to be that that jaded. Um, I, I I you know like that it's worth it to to ruin a guy's career to win the World Series, which potentially I think they've done with Venters. And I'm not saying anything negative towards Sean. I mean, I, you know, I've, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And, you know, he was saying the same thing about Pryor and Wood, that the Cubs obviously used them and drove them into the ground. And, and those guys have both have massive arm problems since then, since that season where they went to the National League Championship Series and that it was worth it, and especially if they'd gone on to win the World Series, to basically have those guys never be the same pitchers again. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't agree with that. Um, you know, I, obviously I want to win as much as anybody else does, but at the detriment of a young guy's career, it, it just seems, it just seems irresponsible. I mean, you see what the Nationals did with Strasburg last year. Who's to say that they win the World Series last year if Strasburg is pitching? Um, we'll never know, but, you know, I think they, yeah, personally think they did the responsible thing um, with him and, you know that the, the future's ahead of them. So, um, but that's just my opinion. All right. So, guys, the other news we mentioned a little bit ago is that Evan Gaddis made the team. No big surprise. But you know what sort of is surprising is the the sort of vibe and energy around him and the talk around him. In that he's not just going to be the emergency third backup catcher that there's talk of him, you know, getting more starts behind the plate than we would have ever dreamed um, at the start of spring training. Everyone just assumed it was going to be Gerald Laird for, you know, pretty much every game getting spelled once in a while until McCann came back. So what do you guys do? What would you guys do this first month with Gaddis and Laird? Curtis? I would use Gaddis uh, two-thirds of the time. Um, I, I, I don't I, I'm willing to take the risk with his, and you know it's not even proven to be all that bad, but his insufficient defense, if you will, to to have his bat in the lineup. Laird is not going to give us anything. I mean, he's a better defensive player, but his bat is virtually non-existent. Um, and it's kind of like Constanza and Schaefer. I, I'd rather see more of the potential, see what we have, as opposed to a lot of what I know we have in a guy who it's really not a big producer. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to see as much of Gaddis as, as possible. Absolutely, I just think, Curtis. Yeah, I agree with ahead. you a hundred percent. I mean, this is a we get sort of a rare opportunity, especially given that McCann's going to be gone at the end of the year. That you know, we we could get a glimpse into Gaddis to see if he's really an op, you know an option. I mean, I know that Betancourt is waiting in the wings, and he's got to improve his offense. But you want to know what he can really do against major league pitching, and if he really should be, could be part of the conversation for next year. 
Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Mean, uh, sorry, Ham, but you, I mean, you think about Mike Piazza. I mean, Mike Piazza was never a good defensive catcher. In fact, he was a pretty crummy defensive catcher. But he's, you know, one of the greatest offensive catchers of all time. And you run the risk of, you know, taking that chance with a guy who can't catch the ball as well or throw runners out at a very high rate because of what he can produce offensively. And um, it's rare that you can get a combination of both. Um, but, you know, it, obviously Mike Piazza is, is a Hall of Famer now as a result of what he did offensively, not what he did defensively. So you can certainly win with a catcher that is is kind of on the lower half of a defensive player back there, and I, I think that that's what they need to try and do. Yeah, I, and like you said, yeah. 66% or whatever, two-thirds. Um, yeah, I hope they, they start him twice for every uh, for every one Laird start. So Laird is getting the start. The, the lineup's out. Laird will start Monday night against the Phillies, but there's but Freddie said that it looks like Gaddis will probably start in Game 2 on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, if he's up here, if we're at this point we got to use him because if we're not going to use him, he's only going to get every fifth start or something where he's wasting away. Yeah. I think we should use him as much as possible. You know, I think two thirds is a, a right number, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right, folks. So time for our Braves predictions for this coming season. So let's get underway. Hammy Braves outfield yep. total home runs over under 75. Total offense, anybody playing offense, uh, over 75. In the outfield, yeah. Yeah. You went over? And I can't believe, I, I go over and I can't believe, like, our good fortune to have that. Remember when we had the most anemic offense? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and I believe that. 75, I think, is low. Okay. I'm thinking 90. I'm thinking 90. All right. All right, Curtis? Yeah, I'm honestly with him. I think we can actually have a 90-90 outfield. Wow. Okay, I'm going to go under. I think it's going to be more 75, 78. So, we'll see. Why do you why do you hate the I know. Well, I hate I hate I the know. new outfield. What's to like? Really? <laughs> um, all right. Uncompelling. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Freeman home runs over under 25, Ham. Over. Curtis. Um, I'm going to go just under that, so, you know, right about 25, but I'll say like 24, so just under. Yeah, I'm under, too. I think it's going to be close to that. I mean, 23 was his career high last year. Uh, you know, he certainly could, I think but I'll go under start coming easier. 28. You're going 28? That's my number. No extra points for getting it right on. For being awesome, even more awesome. Well, <laughs> Is that possible, You're not Henry? those points. <laughs> All right, we got a we got a two pack for Ugly here. Um, batting average over under two thirty. We brought it down ten points since we talked to Dob last week from the you know this week that we just saw. Yeah. All right, Hammy. I still think I still think under. Yeah. Two twenty two twenty two. Hmm. Curtis. Yes, under. Yeah, I've got under. I think he's going to be close, but I, I've got under. 228, it's going to be really right on there. All right, errors, over, under, 15, Hammy. Over. Wow, okay. Curtis? Yeah, same. I'll go under. You know, his last, these are his last four years of errors. 16, 18, 15, 12. I, I don't know, I just think he's going to, you know, he's going to be struggling at the plate, and it does seem like he... 
he concentrates more on his defense and his running really hard to first when he's struggling at the plate. Um, so I think he's going to be a little bit under there. Maybe he should reverse that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Simmons, two for Simmons. Batting average, over under 280. Hammy. Over. All right. I think he's going to be like two ninety, mid-290s. And be something else. <laughs> Curtis? Yeah, I I, uh, I think it'll be like 282, somewhere in that area, but over. All right, I'm going under here, too. You know, he hit 289 last year, and he hit higher in the minor leagues the couple years um, you know, leading up to his call-up last year. But I don't know. You know, it's his first full season in the majors. You know, the WBC, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be logging a lot of miles this year. I just don't know that he can keep it at, at that pace. So you hate the outfield and Simmons. I yes. know. And ugly. And ugly. I mean, I hate up the middle and the outfield. That's understandable. And, and third base. Yeah, and Freeman. Yeah. But I really like Gerald Laird. Yeah. Um, even though I don't want him to start much this first month. All right. Uh, home runs for Simmons. Over under nine. Hammy. Under. Six. All right, Curtis. I'm going over. Um, I'm going to say twelve-ish. I think he's going to hit nine, so I guess I'll say under. Um. All right. Push. Yeah. Exactly. Who ends up getting more starts at third uh, come the end of the year, Francisco or Johnson, Hammy? Um. Francisco. Curtis. Well, it's sad that I'm agreeing with Hamilton because he never wins these things. So <laughs> That's not true. I have won one year. Uh, I'm going to go Francisco as well. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. This is compelling. It really is. It's good. Um, all right, over under 19 home runs for Brian McCann, huh? Um, I am going to go under, I think, 16. All right, Curtis? Just to break up the monotony, I'm going to go over. Nice. But I think Mc- I think Gaddis hits more home runs than McCann. I'm going to say Oh, that. come on. Uh, McCann's going to play so many more games than Gaddis. I don't care. Okay, that's silly. I'm throwing it out there. So McCann missed 41 games last year. You know, he played 121, and he still hit 20 home runs. It, it, it will be over. McCann's going to have a ridiculous year this year. All right, Hammy, winning his starting pitcher and how many wins? Um, I think it's going to be minor. Wow. Okay. Yep. And I think it's going to be 17. All right, Curtis. Medlin with 18. So I'm saying this, although I don't really believe it because I'm just, I've been sort of rattled by the last couple of weeks, but I'm going to go Medlin as well and 20. Whoa. Whoa. That's right. That's right. All right. I was waiting for you to pick Hanson. <laughs> yeah. Also, Steve loves the Braves again. Uh, Venters is still pitching for the Braves by the end of the year, Hammy. So, and by this question, you know, it could also mean he's been sent down. So, is not in the major league roster. He's not on the major. He's not on the twenty-five man. I am going to say that he is not. What do you think it is? I think he's going to get injured. I think I think he might um, 
maybe this is a false alarm tomorrow or Wednesday or whenever he goes, but I think he's going to have more elbow problems and get put on the DL and have the big TJ. Another TJ coming, all right. Maybe. All right, Curtis? Yeah, I, uh, I, I pretty much exactly agree with Hamilton. I think it's going to be an injury because I, I don't think they're going to trade him because I think he's going to be hurt and they're not going to be able to trade him. So yeah. I'm going to say, but if he's not hurt, I think they trade him. I, I really just don't. So you're think, saying no too. I'm saying no as well. I think there's no way. No. And uh, he, yeah, he will be gone. All right. Over under blown saves for Kimbrel five. Hammy. Under, but just barely. Okay. Curtis. Over, but just barely. <laughs> so we had eight in 2011, three last year. I'll go under. Um. Way under. Just to break it nice. up there, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to rad way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can deduct points if it's four. Yes. Um, all right, Hammy, who will be the team MVP? And really just, you know, as we're having that conversation come the end of the year, you know, we all picked Prado last year, right, that he was the team MVP. Right. Um, who, will, who will we think is the team MVP at the end of the year? In, um, Justin Upton. I wonder if we're all going to say that. Curtis? I'm going to say Hayward just because I was going to say Justin Upton. Uh, and maybe it's more, again, it's hoping. I think, yeah. I have the benefit of going first. True. Sure. Yeah, I, but I, I think it's going to be Upton too, Justin, that is. I, I think he's going to have a ridiculous year. I think that both he and Hayward will be in the um, NL MVP conversation come the end of the year. I feel like the middle child. <laughs> All right, over under wins for the Braves this year, Hammy. Over under ninety five. I'm going to agree with Dob. I'm going to go over, just barely, ninety six. All right, Curtis. Um, can I say push? Is that an option or no? No, you can say push. All right, I'm going to say 95, right at 95. Yeah, I'll go over at like 80, At sorry, at 97. You know, the Pakoda rankings have the Braves at like, I'm forgetting now, but it's like 82 or 86. Is that, it's is that Biff, it's, Biff Pakoda? Yes, exactly. Um, it's really crazy um, how low they what have. What did you think? It's at 86? 86 or 82. It was something, it was in the 80s, really low. Um, something very insulting. Something very insulting. All right, so guys, you know, continuing on, sort of, but expanding to the majors, let's do our division wild card winners, um, as well as, you know, who's going to meet in the World Series and who's going to win it all. So, Hammy, you go. Uh, let me, uh, can I, I mix it up? You can do whatever you want, Hammy. Curtis, well, I just want to give, let Curtis go first. I feel oh, like I I've been you. stealing his thunder. No, so. no, I don't want to do that now. Go ahead. <laughs> now you want to see what I say. Cubs. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's going to be Nats, Reds, Giants. Right. And I think the wild cards are going to be the Braves and the Dodgers. All right. How about uh, in the AL? The AL, I think it's going to be the Blue Jays. I know that's a popular underdog pick, but the Blue Jays. <laughs> the Tigers and the Angels and I think the Rangers and the A's are the wild card I think three teams are coming out of the West so Hammy you and I only have one team different oh really yeah. and it's, you have and it's one of the American League wild cards oh okay yeah 
Who was your who was your I have the Rays and the Rangers. I'm sorry, I have the Rangers and the Rays, not the A's. Gotcha. All right, who do you have in the World Series? Tigers and Braves. And who wins it all? The Tigers. <laughs> okay. All right, Curtis? Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just writing yours all down, too, since you said yours. So you said Angels, and then your wild card was Rays Rangers. And Rangers, yeah. Right. Rays. And Ham, you said... Tigers, Braves, Tigers. Yep. Sorry. Now this is now this really is really good. My God, yes. I could listen to you take dictation all day, Kurt. <laughs> right. I should be hired as a secretary somewhere. Right. Okay. Uh, Nets. I have uh, Reds. Yeah, I agree with. Uh, I have the Dodgers winning the West. Atlanta and the Giants is the wild card. Um, the Jays. Yeah, I like that pick. The Tigers. I like that pick. Um, the Angels, I like that pick. The Rangers, I like that pick. I'm going to go Orioles, just to be a little different. Wow. And by um, different, you mean ludicrous? Right. Okay, good, good. And I have Braves, Jays, in a 92 rerun. Oh, man. Wow. With revenge. Oh, my gosh. And the ultimate death knell for all Braves fans out there, I'm picking the Braves to win the World Series. And they <laughs> will not make the playoffs now. So mark that down in your I know. We may actually get 82 wins or whatever that insulting thing was. So I have, I have the Nationals and the Rangers in the World Series and the Rangers winning it. So we shall see. All right, guys. Huh. So predictions for just this coming week. Um, as we do every year or every week. So we got six at home. The regular season is here. So three against the Phillies and three against the Cubs. So in the Phillies series, it'll be Hudson versus Hamels, Mahalam versus Halliday, Medlin versus Lee. And then against the Cubs, we'll see Minor versus three guys. I'm sorry, two guys you never heard of. Uh, Minor versus Feldman, Tehran versus Villanueva. They're actually going to use that UConn basketball player to pitch because they have so little they're trying everything they're trying everything is right with no eyebrows (laughs) right exactly and then uh hudson samarja uh on sunday so uh curtis what do you got what what do we go this week uh four and two two and one and two and one all right hammy kurt you stole my answer so jeez it hurts now i know what it feels like um yeah, I, I ditto. Ditto. I'll go five and one. Six and oh. I think that we will take you know, two from the Phillies Steve. and sweep the Cubs. Steve has the Braves going 150 and 12. Yes. <laughs> and yet we're still not going to win the East. <laughs> All right, so guys, let's close with this. So what's the one thing you want to see this first week that's going to make you feel good about, you know, our predictions of over 95 wins and just, you know, the season in general. What, what, what do you want to see, Hammy? Obscene offense. I'm worried about the Braves' anemia on when it comes to offensive production that's haunted us, it seems, forever. You know, those stretches we have. I want to see us coming out firing and putting up, you know, six, eight runs a game. Yeah, I want to. I want to totally average seven runs a game all season too. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Curtis. 
Well, I'm going to go well. in the other direction with the pitching, um, just because of how shaky Medlin and Minor were kind of going down the stretch in spring training. I, I really want to see some dominant pitching performances to to start off the year with. That's what I'm hoping on, and that they don't strike out 57 times in each game. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on the pitching. I, I think that even if the even if the offense starts off a little slow, I, I'm I'm really not worried about the offense. I want to see Minor and Medlin look good. I want to see Kimbrell look good too. I mean, not only for us but for them. I mean, they've got to. I would think they're a little rattled by, um, by the the spring, and that they want to you know start off strong. So. Seeing some good stuff from them, I think would be huge. All right, guys, that's it. We're done with the spring. Yes. So Bring excited it. for baseball. Um, so look, uh, you know, I am going to be uh, at the at opening day tomorrow, and we're doing a little meetup at 6 p.m. I know it's early, but, you know, the pregame stuff starts about 6.20. So if anyone uh, at the stadium tomorrow want, wants to meet up with some of our Twitter followers and listeners and all that stuff, we're going to be above the, um, the Braves bullpen, uh, you know, standing above that railing there. So uh, come on out and say hello, 6 o'clock tomorrow, Monday. And that's it. That's the show. All right. Make sure you have us in your RSS feeds or subscriptions on iTunes or Stitcher so that you don't miss any of the weekly shows. And as always, check us out at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com. I forgot our forgot our URL. <laughs> AtlantaBaseballTalk.com for past shows, to check out our blogs and to post in our comments section. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to admit the problem, it's a hard thing to admit. Had to get on the program, it ain't an easy road when you quit. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.